the queen of resilience, sits down with each incredible author featured in this highly anticipated anthology. In this captivating series, we delve into the depths of each author's chapter, exploring the hows and whys behind their desire to share their experiences with multiple sclerosis. Prepare to be inspired as these courageous souls recount their triumphs, their challenges and the resilience that fuels their spirits. Welcome back, listeners, to Whispers of Resilience, our MS stories. Today I've got with me Kerry. How are you, Kerry? I'm well, thanks, Jotine. Now, Kerry came in late to writing uh, the chapter, and we'll get in a moment uh, as to why she wanted to write her chapter with us. Uh, She's doing some writing classes for the next three months, uh, continuing on. I think she's got the bug of writing now. Um, Do you want to share what you're hoping to produce this year? Um, Well, of course, the MS chapter for yourself and uh, the short poem book, um, my Creativity comes through all the time and uh, just get everything down on pen and paper and uh, my support workers have been encouraging me, you know, to write a book. So hence, um, you know, through the universe I've I've met you and it's all happening this year. How did we meet, Kerry? I was trying to think which webinar it was yeah. that you were at. Which one was it? Uh, it's for the MS World MS Day. Okay, so yes, yes, the World MS Day that Alison um, and I did, and Alison's also one of the co-authors in Whispers of Resilience. So the universe was looking after us, wasn't it, Kerry? It was, and I would follow you for the Just Arts. Um, I think I maybe a couple of years ago um, said something to do with art, and it sort of intrigued my interest, and and it's gone from there. Yeah. Awesome. So, Kerry, why did you want to contribute your chapter into the book? Well, I feel um, telling my story hopefully will enable um, anyone else who's really diagnosed or has a family member with MS um, to feel that they're not alone and pick up some things that may happen to themselves and their, you know, um, maybe some tips and tricks along the way because when I was early diagnosed, I actually didn't have any sort of knowledge of what MS was. All I knew was the MS Readathon from mm. my primary school days. Um, and, you know, I ended up finding out I had a great uncle who had was thought to have MS. Um, but that's as far as it went. We didn't really know anyone else. Um, and that's when um, MS Australia was extremely helpful. Um, they were able to put me onto the right resources, um, explain a bit about it. But I feel it really is important now to have conversations and discuss with others um, to make their journey a bit easier. Mm. Yeah. That's that's great, Kerry, and we're so happy that you came on board. So what type of MS have you got? So I was diagnosed with relapsing remitting MS in 97 um, and we probably soon quickly turned to secondary progressive MS, but, you know, I started to look that way after about five, six years and, you know, up to 10-year mark and, yes, it was definitely turned to that progressive stage. Um, with each MRI I had, my first MRI did show the lesions in the brain, a little bit in the spinal cord, um, but, yeah, they 
they sort of uh, kept rearing their ugly head. And um, but now it's definitely plateaued. Um, but I think I've experienced quite a few symptoms and had my fair share. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm on a stable path at, at this stage. Yeah. So, Kerry, you can't actually use your hands. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, that's correct. So, my legs were the first thing to sort of, you know, to uh, majority. You know, have difficulty walking, weakness, um, a little bit by little bit. Um, but I just thought, oh, I can't, you know, sort of move that leg a bit, you know, as much now. And um, and I always thought I would have use of my hands. And I was in denial because, you know, it started to get hard to wash my hair. Or yeah. I was writing for some time and, you know, then have to stop for a while and, you know, just then, then eventually, yes, it started, um, uh, you know, sort of taking away, away that ability to, you know, grab something out of my purse or type on the computer. Yeah. Um, so I became more reliant on someone else helping me. Um, and over time, I remember at one stage, um, my dad, he had a um, accounting business from home. One of his clients used hand controls for driving. So he mentioned that to me and I thought, oh, it might be a good idea to at least get that in place mm-hmm. when I do have my bad days or my legs sort of stop working altogether. I can continue driving with hand controls and that was a great decision I made because it kept me on the road for probably another few years yep. driving with the hand control. So it was a smooth transition because, you know, I'd... Um, so, you know, I suppose looked ahead a bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, uh, I wasn't, um, yeah, I'd rather an easy transition than all of a sudden, you know, I could no longer do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, tell me about your mouth paintings. Yeah. All right. So um, I did go through quite a depressive stage for quite some time and um, one of the support workers at the time to paints for a bit of a hobby and she said to me Kerry would you be interested in mouth painting and being depressed I straight away said no um no one didn't take the conversation further but obviously that seed had been planted for me and a few weeks later um an art competition email came through for a disability service provider and I sort of thought "Mm, you know what that's a bit of motivation you know, let's get my creative juices going. And I sort of said to the sport worker, you know that mouth painting you asked me about? Well, I would love to try it. So um, it was a matter at the time I was using my iPad, but I had a mouth stylus, which a long mouth stylus. So what I did was um, attach a paintbrush to that mouth stylus just with mouth skin tape. And um, she got the paints some paints for me. I set up a, a canvas, and um, but I've never really been a great artist, so I'm thinking, well, you know, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And at that stage, all I could think was maybe some lines up and down. I thought, let's divide the canvas, do the colours of the rainbow, um, and also a couple of weeks earlier, this same Kara had. Um, I've been tidying up the drawers at home and I found my English 
year 12 folder. And inside was a VCAT, um, one of my assessment tasks, and I'd written a short poem. And she'd seen it and she said, oh, wow, Kerry, this is definitely great and your um, creative side is coming through. So what I did, I thought I'd incorporate the painting with the poetry. So I, my support workers chose, we chose together one particular verse from that um, poem and I put that in the middle of the painting um, and I called it The Conqueror and I entered the competition and I ended up getting People's Choice Award. Well done. So that really got me motivated to try a bit more painting. I did enjoy the painting. Um, it would get quite tiring for me, mm. um, you know, neck muscles, using little muscles that I haven't used before. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of thinking involved, um, but I definitely kept it up. And then also the poetry side came through too and I just started writing. And, and you won a scholarship as well, didn't you? Yeah, so the Go for Gold Scholarship in 2017. Um, I sort of went through a bit of that story in my chapter, um, you know, in what I wrote up and, uh, yeah, they were really happy with that and, it was awesome. Let's so that enabled me to get all the extra paints and the canvases, and and that's what I did as well because I won it. Oh, I think it was about 2013, 14. I won my Go for Gold scholarship, and that was a game changer. Yes, for me in my business um, with my painting and drawing, and and then you know later on helping other people with my art wellness classes. So. If you're sitting out there and you're listening and you've got MS and you live in Australia, go for one of their Go for Gold scholarships. I entered the year before and didn't get anything, but then was encouraged to re-enter again and oh, and um, one they have lots of different sections. Um, not sure what how much the um, the scholarship money is now. Do you remember how much you won, Kerry? Um, it was actually four thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because at the time it was it was three thousand. No, yep. I think they were so impressed that they gave me that extra thousand. So I was That's really fantastic. really honoured. Yeah. Yeah, I got three thousand um, dollars. I bought lots of canvases, art pads, paints, uh, paint brushes, and a camera as well. Yeah. Wow. So wow. very fortunate. Um, if Someone who is listening now is newly diagnosed. What advice could you give them, Kerry? Mm. Um, yeah, I suppose my my first tip that I found really helpful was to have a diary. So it didn't matter if I thought my memory was affected or not, but to have a diary. And that diary could be writing down the daily tasks, thoughts I may have, um, symptoms I was having because it was always helpful to refer back because um, I you know, did have a little bit of that memory cognition issues. Yeah. Um, but with everything going on, because it can be overwhelming, um, I found it great to write things down. So for me, that was that was pretty much a must. Um, I remember, you know, the MS nurse saying to me on the days, that, you know, you really can't do much, just, uh, you know, even just even if it's five-minute, ten-minute blitz, uh, just picking up a few things around the house 
but don't, you know, don't get stressed or upset with yourself for not being able to, you know, do everything that day or that week. You know, it's okay. And, but still look after myself, you know, eat well, keep up the fluids, good old water and, um, you know, and keep my activities going as much as I could. So like my yoga and, what self-care do you still now do, Kerry? Yeah, so um, once a week I do yoga session. I have a gorgeous auntie and my mum that helped me to do that at home. So it's a lot of stretching and limbering. Um, I still try and do a lot of the postures um, that I can, but the benefit of yoga is it's so adaptable. Yes. So you can, um, and obviously it's using the breath a lot as well, um, which I've been, you know, more practising opening up my lungs better. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing. It, um, it's, it's helped so much. Mm. So you do yoga or anything else for self-care? Um, obviously my creativity with the writing, the poem. So when anything, you know, I'm, I might get something in the middle of the day and I'll quickly let's write this down or something sparks my interest on TV, you know, TV, whether it's for a movie or music. I love listening to music. Music can change your mood. So if I'm having a bit of a down day, I'll put an uplifting song on and, and you know, it's, it's, it's upwards, you know, and um, even just um, just turning a frown into a smile. Mm. You know, I don't have to be happy about something, but... It doesn't cost anything to, to you know, to relax and to smile, and and then it just comes comes through naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. And when you are smiling, the world feels better. Yeah, it takes up less energy. Yes, <laughs> less muscles to smile than what it is to frown. <laughs> and, and the sunshine, you know, getting out in the sun. Obviously, if I'm D three. It's extremely important for people with MS um, to get our levels, you know, up. And um, so I do, I was supplementing um, with a D3 and K2 spray and I found that's very helpful too, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I supplement as well with vitamin D because it is important. We don't retain natural vitamin D, so we can sit out in the sun, but... We don't tend to retain that vitamin D, so it's always important to get your levels checked by your GP. Yes. And then, yeah. Um, well, I mean, when I when I was early diagnosed and I did get it checked, it was down to like it was like twenty. Wow, was mine was thirty nine. I was thirty nine yeah. when I started, and I like to keep mine up around one fifty now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make yeah. sure that they're high enough, and that helps with the fatigue. Yes, it definitely helps with the fatigue. Yes. And uh, one thing I noticed definitely with the fatigue is um, while I was eating, so, look, I still eat my takeaway foods, but what I would find, you know, I would go through drive through fast food and within, you know, 10 minutes of eating it, I was like, it was like I just ran out of my batteries. Mm. I was just so lethargic. The sugar in it. Exacerbated, yeah. Yeah. So I don't need all that on top of any other things. Very important to eat, you know, food that isn't highly processed and isn't That's right. um, white, fluffy food. Is our 
our danger zone, isn't it, uh, there, Kerry? So anything that's highly manufactured, highly processed, high refined carbs and MS don't go together at all. No. You know, I generally have like a 90-10 rule. 90% of the time I'm good, 10 that 10% I occasionally lash out and feel it for the next few days. It's like, yeah. why did I eat that? Why did I do that, yeah. Especially when you go away on holidays. It's like, ooh, I'm <laughs> I'll just have that. I'm on holidays. But, you yeah, know, it doesn't quite work that way when you've got an incurable yeah. uh, disease. Um, is there anything that you'd wish that you'd written in your chapter but you didn't? Um, just thinking about uh, with my mouth painting, I was able to engage with a service provider and get the chin cup done. I think I may have included that in my chapter, but what I want to say is uh, really you know, the OTs are there to help you, the physiotherapist. I really pick the brain of my physiotherapist and, you know, see what other things are um, sort of available out there that, you know, might be a different way of, of looking at something to help the body, um, any symptoms that I'm experiencing. Yeah, I think conversation and having, you know, especially with people that you trust, um, the professionals, um, because I suppose we can go off and do our own things because I did go down a bit of a rabbit hole at one stage. Um, when I was going through my depressive stage, I got caught up in um, sensation of a therapy that was saying it was a cure for MS. Yeah. It's called CCSVI. Um, you know, I was watching videos on it every day listening to people, you know, all around the world speak about it. And um, I actually ended up um, having a test to see if I had um, narrowing in the neck of my veins in my neck. Um, and at the time the the um, doctor said, oh, yes, you've got narrowing on the left side. And I thought, oh, my gosh, it was like, great, I have it because I can you know, get cured now, but at the same time, like, scary. Um, but I managed to get into a trial at the St. Vincent's Hospital Interstate. Um, and I actually, we, my husband and I at the time, um, drove there and I had the venogram or venoplasty yeah. and there was no narrowing of the veins. Um, and so it was quite, there was no narrowing of the veins and it just really was not proven and it didn't go anywhere. So I spent a lot of time, energy and money um, into going down. All I could focus on was, you know, this this magical sort of yeah. thing. Um, and um, But, of course, you know, it, it wasn't anything that was... Yeah, it didn't uh, go yeah. anywhere. So I'm definitely, definitely cautious now. And I, yeah. That's the thing, like when you're newly diagnosed, particularly when you're newly diagnosed, mm-hmm. people will pounce on you that they have a cure. Mm-hmm. And 
such and such as my, you know, second cousin's third removed auntie's uncle's grandmother's brother's sister cured from MS by using this magical potion or this magical technique. And as we know that that's just not the case and that they take advantage of us because we are so emotional and we do have such a desire for a cure and a need for a cure that people will hand over thousands and thousands of dollars hoping for that miracle. And at the moment, there's just nothing out as such um, from it. So, you know, if you are newly diagnosed, really, really do your research. Um, Talk to other MSs. Get into the peer support groups and talk to other MSs about if a certain person has approached you or, um, you know, we're claiming that they've got a cure for you or, you know, to do this thing with your body or that thing with your body. Talk to other people. Don't keep that a secret and see if anyone else has had experiences or been approached by these people as well because, unfortunately, there's many evil people out there in the world that just want to take your money Mm -hmm. and they can see that you're desperate for a cure and that you're willing to pay anything uh, for it and that's where the evilness comes about. that's right. With all of this. Yeah, Well, Kerry, a final word to everyone listening out there? Uh, I suppose for all the people who who are either diagnosed with MS, um, you know, you'll be on a great journey because take the opportunities if they arise, like meeting certain people like yourself, Justine, um, that, you know, yeah, yeah, just conversation and talking, don't keep things to yourself because that's when it can sort of, you know, sort of simmer and bottle up a bit and and that, yeah, get to that depressive stage and it's okay to reach out and definitely reaching out is something, yeah. But yeah. being aware, being aware of your body, being aware of your environment, where how, it, you know, one affects the other and, um, yeah, definitely Most- being aware and, and reach out. Yeah. Great advice there, Kerry. Fantastic advice. And what Kerry forgot to mention was if you'd like to purchase the book, it can be available on, uh, well, it is available on resiliencemindset.com.au and all major um, online bookstores such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble uh, across the planet, you'll be able to purchase it um, and it will be available on Audible in the next couple of months as well. So, uh, Kerry, thank you very much for being a part of the MS uh, book, Whispers of Resilience, um, to share your chapter, being very brave and, and putting it all out there. Thank you, Justine, for speaking with me today. You're welcome. You're welcome. And look out in the future, people, for Kerry's book that she's going to bring out with her poetry and also some of her mouth paintings in there as well. We're looking forward to that publication and that will be available through morpheuspublishing.com.au. So until the next one and until you read that book, everyone stay healthy. Are you ready to be inspired? Get ready for the book that will touch your heart and ignite your spirit. Whispers of Resilience, Personal Stories of Living with MS is now available for purchase. Have you ever wanted to peek into the lives of individuals who have triumphed over adversity? 
Look no further. This highly anticipated anthology brings together a group of exceptionally talented authors, all living with multiple sclerosis, who share their personal journeys with unyielding honesty and vulnerability. At www.resiliencemindset.com.au, you can now secure your copy of this remarkable book that captures the essence of resilience, hope, and the power of the human spirit. Dive into the stories that will captivate your imagination and open your heart to the triumphs and challenges faced by these courageous individuals. With each turn of the page, you'll witness the unbreakable spirit of these authors, as they navigate the unpredictable terrain of Ms. Their words will inspire you, uplift you, and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within. Visit www.resiliencemindset.com.au now and embark on a transformative journey through the pages of Whispers of Resilience. Get your copy today.